listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Oh my goodness, we're back at it again, Josh, and uh, we're alone. It's just you and me now. Oh, I should bring in that song. I guess we're alone now. (laughs) Take down notice. So I want to take this opportunity to tell you guys we're going to try something different about getting the word out. We're going to see how well this works. And uh, with your help, uh, it'll work very well. I'd like for you guys to start making posts on social media with the hashtag Jeep Talk Show. All one word. And you know that that pound sign, for those of you that remember it as the pound sign on the phone, it's uh, pound sign Jeep Talk Show. Put that in all your posts. Uh, I don't care what the posts are about. Just put that in there. (laughs) And we want to hear from the voicemails. uh, How many times have you got questions like, what the hell is Jeep Talk Show? Josh, I had somebody stop by the house wanting to buy a Jeep. He thought I was a, a, a Jeep dealership with all the oh, Jeeps. That's awesome. <laughs> in the driveway. <laughs> it was a hard push, too. He says, well, how about the how about the one in the garage? And I said, oh, no. I didn't even start no, telling him about the Atlas and all the other kind of modifications. Yeah. <laughs> I said, but I told him, I told him about the show, and and he completely missed the big-ass logos on the Gladiator. And of course, he, yeah. He looked at the end of the Gladiator, you know, the, the, the tailgate where it has big, bold letters, Jeep Talk Show. He goes, oh, you got a podcast? What's the name of it? He's looking at it. <laughs> and I said, Jeep Talk Show. He goes, oh, like, oh, that makes that sense. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was fun talking to somebody about Jeeps. I didn't know what to expect whenever somebody just rolls up and says, hey, can I ask you a question? Uh, so I do here every week, but you know, whatever. One new listener at a time. Just got to hang around <laughs> outside. <laughs> uh, small game. So anyway, try using the hashtag Jeep Talk Show uh, on your uh, social media post. And, you know, if there's a Jeep in it, that's fine. Uh, it'd be funnier if it was a Prius or a Toyota. Just saying. Grandma's chili was spicy this week. Hashtag Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> there, I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Help get the word out. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything. Oh, God, i got to rewrite that. Or never drew anything, <laughs> anything but Maybe Jeeps. Maybe I should start saying it. <laughs> Maybe you should jump in on that right there. I'll just say, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or? Or never driven anything but Jeeps. Anything but Jeeps. Oh, I'm, I'm reading. This is a show for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about doppelgangers. Grandma's chili. Grandma's chili. Yeah. Absolutely. I had some chili for uh, lunch today. Oh, so good. Homemade. Homemade I chili. Chili dogs last night for dinner. Mm. I rarely ever get those. It's a treat for me. Hey, Jeeper. I'm Josh. I'm glad you're here. And on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be sharing the details of Jeep's newest vehicle to hit the lineup. Well, sort of. Jeep <laughs> just released a new special edition uh, again, and we'll go through all the details, whether you like it or not. And I've had it up to here with the ducks. And later... I'll ask about pet peeves on the trail. What's yours? Hey, it's Tammy coming up on Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. I share my top five tips for wheeling on a new terrain I ventured on this past weekend. Hi, I'm Tony. And in the Gladiator segment, I'll tell you how you can engage your rear factory locker with no modifications to your Rubicon in 4 high. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Oh, Tony, you had me at your rear. (laughs) Well, do we have any scooter fans out there? I, for one, am a a fan of anything uh, involving wheels and the ability to control it and going fast. I don't know about the last part of this one, but there is a trail-rated love child of Razor and Jeep coming soon. Dubbed the the Jeep RX200. Uh, That's what they're going to call it anyways. It's not a car. It's not even a street legal vehicle. It is a scooter. And it's got a few kind of weird details to it. All right, here we go. It's got a 24-volt battery. All right, well, so we're not going to be running our uh, cell phone charger speakers off of this thing anytime soon. It does have 40 minutes of runtime, allegedly, uh, and it has a 12-mile-per-hour maximum high speed. Got uh, 8-inch knobby pneumatic tires. Okay, that's got a little something going for it. Rear disc brakes. All right, that's another upgrade. That's cool. Even a steel chassis. Great. 
Unfortunately, it can only take a rider up to 154 pounds. Well, <laughs> that pretty much limits, I don't know, anybody over 12th grade. Uh, it's got dual headlights, topographical map on a rubber deck on the top. There's no word on price or a date of release yet, but this thing does look kind of fun. Although, uh, as far as trail rated go, probably not able to tackle anything other than a hard-packed, very, very flat trail, I'm guessing. Well, that sounds interesting. I'm sorry, does it hover? I didn't, you said, no, you said it had tires on it. It does. That's that for time, landing. Yes. That's probably just for landing, right? Just for landing. Yes. <laughs> now, now, Tony, you can see the pictures of this, uh, and I'm sharing this uh, with our uh, with the co-hosts here at JeepTalkShow.com. You can go check out it. Uh, check out the pictures for yourself in the show notes for episode 565. Tony, is this something that you would ever be caught dead on? Um, <laughs> you remember the fat guys that would ride the <laughs> the mini bikes? I mean, you know, the real oh. little ones. They God, were huge. Yes. They were probably like five or six hundred pounds, and they were cru cruising around on these child-size mini bikes. And this, I'm talking about, like from the '70s, and it was hilarious. They did a really. They, I mean, I, they probably made a, a mint of money. I mean, it probably kept them fed. So I'm thinking I might be able to consider this. It. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. This is a definitely a child's toy. I, I think, especially with a max uh, uh, capacity of 154 pounds, you're not gonna you're not gonna see too many adults getting on this thing. Uh, so, but nonetheless, uh, a neat little uh, device. I would love to get on one. Nonetheless, I'm sure I'd max it out and then some. I'm I'm pushing 200 pounds and then some probably. So, uh, yeah, you're not going to see me, uh, you know, jumping any uh, anything with this thing anytime soon. Not without grenading the whole thing as soon as I land. You know, I just realized I saw it has the Jeep uh, logo on the uh, the fender uh, the, for the rear tire. I was, yes. I was I was sitting there scanning the board for the uh, it's a Jeep podcast, fellas, because I didn't see the correlation until just now. <laughs> or hear me that uh, I said this is a love child of the Razor Company, uh, famous for making ah. scooters, and Jeep, obviously, who makes the vehicles we are talking about. Yep, yep. So uh, yeah, this is pretty funny. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think this will be a little bit of marital discourse whenever your wife is trying to get on it you got it for the kid your wife's trying to get on it and you're reminding her that she weighs more than 154 pounds no 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 don't do that we'll just we'll just let physics play out by themselves let bygones be bygones i got it go ahead honey knock yourself out probably will too well, speaking of knockouts, this one's probably not knocking it out of the park. Jeep has a long, long history of special editions. Heck, I think Jeep's history with special editions is even goes back farther than Tony does. But as, as if they needed a reason, Jeep is blaming this one, the latest special edition, on the infamous Jeep Beach Week in Daytona Beach, Florida. Now, this new line of trim available only for the Wrangler Sport right now, at least. It will eventually be available for the entire Wrangler lineup, but also serves to debut Jeep's new uh, special edition. Get it while you can, if it doesn't make you sick, paint color. <laughs> yeah. This time, it's a new variant on yellow. Oh, boy. Called High Velocity. It's really not. I, I just, I don't know. Something about that color just doesn't do it for me at all. But the special uh, doesn't end there. The High Tide also gets the Wrangler Extreme Recon Package, which gets you a lift and 35s, not to mention 456 gearing in the axles or even 488s if you can spend Ooh. the loot the option. Yeah. Now, all right, we just gained some bonus points here. Yes. I can ignore that yellow, I'm pretty sure. Now, what's not optional is the color-matched hardtop and Gorilla Glass windshield. You're getting that regardless. They're going to throw in some special floor mats and an LED lighting package to make it all seem like a cherry on top. But the real cherry on top is actually the special edition of the special edition. Try to keep up. That's right, Jeep is going all inception on your ass, and for the first 500 made of this spe specific special edition, they're going to have a stenciled beach on the hood decals instead of the standard high tide. I thought that, that said death. <laughs> I was like, this isn't good sales. <laughs> no, no. It, it says beach. It's ah. all kind of like, you know, military stenciling uh, as if. Gotcha. Uh, but, uh, but the other one says, uh, says high tide in the typical, you know, like Wrangler uh, or Rubicon type of lettering and stuff like that. So uh, it's, it's an interesting package. I like it because it has the, the Jeep Recon package kind of built into it. Uh, I wouldn't spring for the uh, special edition color, though. I would go with something, well, anything. 
else. I, I would probably even go with the Tuscadero pink before I go with this hideous color. So what do you think the uh, under and over is on how long it takes for us to see a flooded high tide Jeep uh, with water up to the, the labels? Oh, please. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> right, up to the, right up to the decal where it says high tide. Well, uh, I think we've got the Daytona Jeep Beach coming up here in the, in the following weeks. So, oh, man, Tony, it could be just around the corner. <laughs> they need a little uh, because I've, high I've water line. <laughs> the interwebs are absolutely plastered with this right now. I mean, there are... there. You cannot look for Jeep news and not see a dozen posts about this particular package. Uh, the, the, the internet is going insane over this. I think it's because it, you get the, re, the, the recon package with this, and it's a special edition, which makes it special for could some you, Could you reason. imagine having factory, factory 488 gears? I mean, wow. Yeah. yeah. Now I can tell you've never changed a newborn because you'd know you'd be able to identify that color immediately. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's half regurgitated and uh, half digested. Uh, split piece. Oh, it's a right. good sign. You know, you want to see that coming out of your baby because the doc yeah, and nurses no. told you it's a good sign. Believe me. Well, this is not a good sign. Any sign of a duck, it's it's got to stop, people. It, it, we need to get on the news. Infectious agents, where are you? <laughs> Seriously, th this has to stop. As heard on WFT in North Central Florida this week, the Jeep ducking thing is gaining movement. Only because people keep talking about it, damn it, and not about our rats. Josh, if they just would do a little bit of moving around of those letters, it could be WTFU. Uh, <laughs> what the? <laughs> well, this I'm is sorry. on the Go ahead. <laughs> way, way down on 89.1 in like oh. one count. The toast, yeah. you have to hook it up to the toaster to be able to receive the, the, yeah. the radio station channel. Look, if they're covering it, why can't we get on the NBC Nightly News or something like that? I mean, seriously, don't make me go streaking with a giant JTS flag strung around my neck like a cape. Because <laughs> if it comes to it... What did we learn about saying. capes from, <laughs> from the Incredibles? What did we learn? Yeah. <laughs> so where are our infectious agents at? We need you to contact your local news channels, preferably all at a coordinated date and time like some sort of organized cyber network of JTS ninjas, and demand they cover this infectious rat bastard thing. They need to get to the bottom of why people keep leaving dead rats and toe tags all over the nation on poor, helpless, defenseless jeeps. <laughs> we need to get a, uh, a half-eaten duck and then stick it in the mouth of a... Uh, Infectious uh, agent rat oh, bastard. Tony, you are <laughs> on to something here. I, <laughs> and, then, you, you know, and they you, just you cruise around it, looking for ducks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we have a whole new promotion for our, <laughs> our uh, infectious agents out there. Yes. Could you imagine a news story? They'd be bleeping every five seconds. The rat beep, bastards. <laughs> Toe tags. Oh, well, they can I'm say bastards on the radio, so I'm sure they can say it on this, this nightly news. This news story will have to move the news till after eight, so we can have the proper the proper warnings. And on the eleven o'clock news, now <laughs> we're going to go to live with that. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, no, seriously, uh, we're looking for the uh, the on-the-street reporter. Uh, even somebody who's listened to an episode that's, uh, I don't know, 100 or two episodes back, you got a comment on something, it doesn't matter how relevant it is. Bring it up. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. Even send us an email. Let us know what you have to say. You can do that by heading over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Tony, we've got a whole bunch of great stuff for anybody who is interested in off-road over at the 4x4 Radio Network, don't we? Uh, yes. Yes, that's right. We do. <laughs> yes, and. Yes, and. Uh, but yes, we got something for anybody, regardless of what they drive. Uh, so seriously, you've got a friend out there who's uh, into Land Rovers that got into that Toyota thing or whatever. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> we got stuff for them, too. Uh, even if they've, uh, you know, uh, drive on the other side of the vehicle. Oh, we got something for them, too. You into the quads, you into the UTVs, you into that sort of stuff. Man, there is something for any flavor of off-road enthusiast over at the 4x4 Radio Network website. Go over there right now. Tell your friends, 4x4radionetwork.com. That's 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? 
Gladiator. So, Josh, have you heard anybody complaining about not being able to put uh, the turn on the rear locker in their uh, JL or their JT? They they think you ought to, you know, you ought to have more control over your fifty or sixty thousand dollar vehicle and be able to make your own damn decisions and not have Jeep do it for you. We've been hearing issues with factory installed lockers and the control thereof since the uh, introduction of the JK series of uh, of Jeep. So, yeah, I mean, this is. This is an old hat for a lot of people. What if I was to tell you, you can put, you can engage the rear lockers in a Rubicon without any additional changes or rewiring or anything straight from the factory? Tony, you're telling us that you have a hack? I have a, well, actually it's Jeep that has the hack. I, I'm just going to tell you about what it is. And when All I say, right, play it on me, bro. When I'm saying, when I say hack, you have to be uh, pointing at the moon, and the it has to be in a gibbous phase, and one leg's one raised up, in the air. Yes, yeah, yeah, pinky yeah. in the air. Yeah, okay, yeah, I get yeah. it. Well, the pinky, if you've got manners. So uh, this is really simple. Uh, now here's how you you can do this uh, on your uh, at, le- at least the 2021 uh, Gladiator with the Rubicon package. Now this is this is going to be the critical bit. You have to put it put the transfer case in four high. Are you, you got a pencil, Josh? Are you writing this down? The hell you say? I <laughs> know I got a Cherokee, man. What are you talking about? I don't need to know this. <laughs> now, there's a button right over there located next to the, the locker lever. I don't know if you call it lever or switch. You know, you, you push it down for rear locker. You press it up for the front locker. So this is a little button located right over there. Don't, don't, don't press that lever yet. Uh, I just did. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got to start over. <laughs> so put the transfer cases for it. Anyway, so uh, located just next to the uh, front and rear locker uh, lever, you'll see a little button that says Off-Road Plus. So there'll be a little plus symbol. So you press that. It'll uh, A little light will illuminate. And then you go and find the electro- electronic stability control, which is that thing that looks like uh, I press this button, I can do burnouts. It has little squigglies on there. You press that and hold it for five seconds. So don't press and let go. Press and hold for five seconds. Now you can press the rear-only lever to engage your rear locker. And you can verify this. Josh, do you remember when you were in the Gladiator, how I showed you the off-road page, and it tells you the uh, what's locked, the, the transfer case is locked? If the Yeah, I, I remember trying to do something similar to this, but I, I messed up, and I, I started the self-destruct sequence, and, and things went sideways really quick. Yep, yep, and then the ejection sheet uh, for the passenger almost went off. I caught right. you on that one, you <laughs> bastard. So, <laughs> at, at this point, you can either have had the off-road page up on your infotainment display or even uh, the, the, the center display for your uh, uh, cluster, and, and then uh, or, or do it after you've done this, and it will tell you that you have now locked the rear locker. So now you have the rear locker locked in four high. And just as a, a nice teaser, in some future episode, maybe 100 episodes from now, I'll tell you how to get this out of four high. But why would I want to? <laughs> so it's really, it's that easy. The, the, the big trick is, other than just, I, I guess there's two tricks, pressing that off-road plus button and then pressing and holding the, uh, the ESC button, the electronic stability control, and holding it for five seconds. That lets you yeah. override that blasted computer. And, and just like Captain Kirk says, Scotty, give me manual control. You now have manual control of at least the rear locker in your Rubicon, and it does work on JLs and JTs. Now, I'm not clear about the Mojave. It may also work on the Mojave, but don't uh, don't quote me on that. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? Now you can put your uh, your uh, your Gladiator or your uh, JL in, uh, and you can lock it in the in four high. So you know sometimes, especially with the Rubicons with that four to one transfer case, you could be moving really slow, and you may want to bump it up into uh, four high to keep up with all the other Jeeps. And then uh, maybe you get stuck. Maybe there's a little thing that you need to go over. Now you can actually use your rear locker and uh, not have to get in four low uh, back and forth so much. You know, Tony, this is uh, uh, also something that that might work good for for going fast off-road, which we'll actually be getting into in the very next episode of the Jeep Talk Show, so stick around for that. And this is going, taking off your front axle and doing with IFS, aftermarket IFS, so you can go fast. (laughs) 
Is that right? No, that no, 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 no. No, we're going to get in all, all the good details. Stripping about, a, uh, a Jeep Liberty and putting it on a, a Wrangler? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen worse. <laughs> That's very true. Hello, JCS. I'm calling because Josh was talking about sensors on a throttle body. I replaced all my sensors except for one. I'm curious to what Josh has to think about the map sensor. Enjoy the show. Love it. Great show. But, Tony, please. Take them eyelashes off your gladiator, please. Remember, Tammy talked about that yesterday. See ya. Busted. <laughs> Busted. No, it was, it was only for this. It was only for the stage show. I guarantee you. <laughs> Better not have eyelashes on that damn thing. <laughs> Yeah, that map sensor, uh, manifold absolute pressure, uh, I believe is what uh, what he's talking about there. Uh, that's one of those sensors, it, it's likely you're never going to replace that in 100,000 miles. It's probably one of the few sensors that rarely ever goes out, uh, and you're likely not to have a problem with it. Unless you're uh, one of those people that is like, ah, the heck with air filters, I'm going to just <laughs> reduce that, no, no reducing reduction flow whatsoever. And and so if you if you're just you know breathing extremely dirty air uh, into the system constantly, well, yeah, that map sensor might go out uh, a little bit faster uh, in that case. But but otherwise, um, you know, and, and again, if you're replacing a sensor, you go OEM. So uh, I, there, I mean, Tony and I and myself have years and years of experience with with buying secondhand or you know third rate sensors. Uh, sure, they're brand new out of the box from the uh, from the parts store, but they don't hold a candle to what the OEM sensor is going to do. Of course, the price is going to be a lot more, but it'll be worth it in the long run. Dirty air, dirty my, mouth. <laughs> don't clean it up. Don't don't yeah. Don't be a lint licker. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> if I could just get it out. God dang it. <laughs> Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've been listening to you guys for free for uh, years now, and I figure I'd like, time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on, because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you Why shouldn't you give back just a little bit? Josh, you know, Tony... Go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, speaking of, of, you know, getting things out and all that, we need to get this listener out of their comfort zone and, and get them into a paid subscription. How can they, how can we do that, Tony? How can we encourage them to get in on that paid subscription goodness? I we gotta get them. Up, I mean, maybe some some pictures, maybe some information, because right now they're comfortable getting it for free. <laughs> so you, you gotta make it uncomfortable for for them now. Um, <laughs> well, we did incentivize the program at least, and so depending on the level in which you participate, you can actually get some really cool oh, stuff. Yeah, very true. Very true. Uh, I think there was a uh, an honor badge, uh, no longer a rat bastard. There was a uh, Jeep talk I get show. That in a sash. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. It was a Jeep talk show, like a uh, trail rated badge in similar style. It's not actually it doesn't actually say trail rated, but similar style, round, silvery looking, great to put on the Jeep. Uh, just says the great Jeep talk show logo. And now we even have something. For the lowly, the lowest, lowliest paid subscriptions, the one that has Josh's face on it, the basic, basic subscription. <laughs> basic bitch over here. You're gonna, you're gonna get some stickers, but of course you're gonna get stickers for any of them. So you might as well just go for the one you get the badge on too. So anyway, try that out. There's three paid subscriptions. There, uh, I think it's uh, uh, $34.95, uh, $39.95, and $100. And I still can't believe the 100 was just kind of put there for the people that, you know, before they asked, you know, how do I, how do I donate more than that? How can I give you more than that? And uh, I just put a 100 on there. Uh, I think we called it friends with benefits or no, no, it was sugar daddy, sugar mama. And uh, so we've gotten so many of those. I was just really surprised. It was more than one. So I'm, I'm very surprised. But Josh, I was going to ask you, are you ready to attend another Jeep talk show off-road event at Hidden Falls? Oh yeah, man! I'd love to go back, and especially if it's not in the middle of summer. For f's sake, man! Would uh, would, would June be okay? <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, we could do June. That's that's a lot more <laughs> it's reasonable. The middle of summer. <laughs> well, it's not so, August. So so Chuck, well, yeah, it is pretty hot in August. So Chuck, our uh, our unicorn cowboy uh, from Kansas, 
uh, has uh, expressed an interest in coming down from Kansas in his 18-wheeler and flatbed trailer carrying non-plastic Jeeps, as he would say, to come visit us. And he, he's been talking to me about uh, coming to Hidden Falls, and he was telling me first part of June. And uh, I want to—I mentioned this because we're not actually officially announcing this yet until we get a date. Uh, but I, I do want to—you uh, know—the reason why Josh was able to come out to the the 20, uh, 2021 uh, Jeep Talk Show event on September eighteenth uh, was because of no you paid subscribers. Oh. So we'd like for you to pay for Josh to fly down again. It's not—it's you know just like last time. We don't have to fly him back. We just got to get him here with the promise of flying him yeah, back. That was, that was fun. That was, that was good times, Tony. That was a good laugh. And, I, had, I had a good laugh hitchhiking all the way back to Oregon. Thanks and he, for that. And, and if, he sucker, if we can sucker him in again, that's this the, the greatest thing for us. Now, Josh, this has just been announced today on the Discord server. And if you guys don't know about our Discord server, sign up for a newsletter. I was on that earlier today, but Did I you didn't see it? Time. Did you see him talking about no, it? There's I, people I, I, talking no. about how they're going to drive here. From all over the country, and well, that wasn't we had, even the last time. We had somebody coming from like Michigan, and we had somebody drove over three thousand miles just to attend that event, which drove was, I mean, here just from Tokyo. Away. Yep, <laughs> seventy six hundred miles. Didn't it's, even get wet. <laughs> so weird. Didn't get wet. Hydrophobic. So, uh, but anyway, we need your help. We need your help uh, to help get Josh down here. And even if you're not going to be attending the event because it's too far away, well, you can still get the warm fuzzies of seeing Josh out there with uh, Chuck. And I don't even know where they're going to be. Wait, beaver nuggets. I don't know. I don't know where in the world Chuck's going to park that 18 wheeler. I mean, we're talking about a full size tractor and trailer, flatbed trailer. Oh, there's there's room down. I mean, I, we saw some uh, RVs and stuff down. There. I mean, you know, they had a there was a bus down there, a bus RV down there. So if they can fit one of those things so. down there, you could probably uh, find somewhere to put that uh, that tractor trailer. But this time, Josh, we're going to get one of those uh, those places that have a mattress <laughs> and pillows, <laughs> so we don't lay not laying on the the basically the f- piece of floor that's raised up off the floor. Oh, gee. But anyway, looking forward to that. First part of June is what we're currently shooting for. So just wanted to make the announcement. Uh, primarily, if you guys uh, have been thinking about becoming a paid subscriber, now we have a really good reason uh, for you to uh, pitch in and help get Josh down here and uh, really just to make the whole thing happen. So really, really appreciate it. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and last week you guys talked about the XJ that was illegally parked in a parking garage, blocking in about 50 motorists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're missing the most likely cause. Uh, it's a Jeep XJ. It probably broke down there. <laughs> and you guys talked about how many hours a week you spend working on the show. Now, I know you're not going to believe it, but I spend about 90 seconds a week working on the show. <laughs> I'm going to claim 10 hours for tax purposes. There you go. <laughs> but that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you, if you get an email from me about canned meat, don't open it. It's spam. Right All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. At first, I was all excited, like, oh, I might get an email from Nikki G. <laughs> but then, no, that's emotional roller coaster. Alexa, ask the Jeep Talk Show to play the latest episode. Welcome. You can listen to all the episodes of Jeep Talk Show, a Jeep podcast, including new episodes, as they are released. For now, you'll start with the most recent episode, but you can change by skipping forward or backward. You can even say how many episodes you'd like to skip. You know, I've tried skipping backwards, Tony. It's not easy. <laughs> but you but you have. You can say that you have, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, we're on the phone today with Andrea. She's one of the movers and shakers of the Lone Star Jeep Invasion happening uh, March 5th and 6th this year. Uh, I went last year, and Andrea's back to talk to us and let you know about the Lone Star Jeep Invasion happening March 5th and 6th uh, in Conroe, Texas. Actually, the way you have to say it is Conroe, Texas. So tell us about the Jeep Invasion. What, what's, what's going on out there? I mean, I've been there, uh, and, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the same thing this year. No, this year we've 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 definitely shook it up a little bit, changed some stuff around. Um, our main event is actually sponsored by Demontron Jeep again for the third year. It'll kick off Saturday morning at nine a.m. 
um, tickets for the weekend, or it's twenty dollars for the weekend price, or fifteen dollars per day. Um, you can come shop at some of our favorite vendors. We've got a lot of new vendors coming in this year, like my top, the convertible tops. Um, they're coming in with their new their their products. We've got Gear Spot coming in from I think South Carolina. We've got a new vendor coming in from Georgia. So we've definitely got some new vendors coming in from across the country. Um, come go by there, talk to them about their products, shop up there, get ready to spend some money. We've got some really, really great vendors coming in. Um, our whole event is um, donate, is uh, benefiting Techstar and Guns to Hammers Construction. Again, um, that's the second time we've helped Guns to Hammers out. They're a great organization helping um, veterans or veteran families with free remodeling accommodations to help any of their um, needs that they have as far as disabilities or they need a ramp or expansion showers or bathrooms or anything like that. They are the ones to help that, that family out. Um, we also have like six, five or six local breweries out. I'm ex- so excited. I'm actually more excited about Austin Ciders joining us <laughs> this year than anything. But we've definitely got some new breweries to our beer garden lineup too, which is amazing. Um, enter for the raffles. We'll have raffles on Saturday and we'll have raffles again on Sunday as well too. Um, parking is $5 again. Um, if you want to bring food donations, we are accepting food donations in lieu of parking this year. Try to do maybe at least 10 pounds, kind of help out the Montgomery Food Bank. Last year we did 1,900 pounds, which was amazing. We definitely beat out our first year. Um, and I'm just looking forward to just continuously growing. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, starting at 6 o'clock. We have an after party. It kicks off with Jeremy Rowe coming in from Oklahoma, singing um, his hit songs, Jeep Girl, It's a Jeep Thing, and several other, lots more. Um, I wanted to mention we have a couple of friends of Jeep sponsors this year, which is amazing, Midland Radios. If you don't have a CB or GMRS radio, definitely get one. I use both from Midland. They're absolutely amazing. Long range for sure, too. Um, CMM Off-Road, Carolina Metal Masters, um, they make those brass knuckle grab bar handles that are fun. Um, and then also Mickey Thompson Tires are, are deep, uh, friends of Jeep sponsors this year, which is cool. So they'll have some stuff there on hand for you to check out and also help you with uh, referrals to some of the local vendors and shops that can get you set up with, you know, Mickey Thompson. Um, our Sunday event is starts at 10 a.m., and we're kicking that off with the Show and Shine sponsored by American Bull and Tire. We'll have lots more shopping at the vendors and then our final round of raffles on Sunday. And, of course, we'll have food trucks there. Um, the Montgomery County Fairgrounds, they've actually done a couple of, a little bit of remodeling in the last year since we set up as well, too. So it's gonna, the ground's going to be a little bit different, not too much, but I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely going to be a lot of fun. Open space, hoping to beat out the 700 Jeeps we had last year. Um, hopefully, we get closer to 1,000 Jeeps this year is my goal. And, of course, a lot more, you know, with the benefiting our charities as well, too. But, yes, tickets can be purchased through Eventbrite. Um, the links are on the website and on Facebook. And also, if you haven't signed up, we're offering camping again this year on the grounds. So we've got uh, quite a bit more people signed up for camping, which is exciting as well, too. I will be camping myself. So just go to LoneStarJeepInvasion.com and you can get all the information right there, including how to buy tickets. And keep in mind, this is March 5th and 6th, which is a Saturday and Sunday. Uh, oh, and also, too, I just recently interviewed Pete with TheGearSpot.com. And uh, yes. you will be able to see the Jeep Talk Show, the 2021 Jeep Talk Show, uh, Gladiator, uh, at their uh, booth or wherever they're set up. And we're actually going to have a, a, a gear spot, a storage system in the uh, Gladiator for you to come by and see. And uh, you can meet me, Tony, there at that event. I've been to every one of these events that uh, Andrea and Keith have put on. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And I love that it's a, a local event and I don't have to drive halfway across the country to get to it. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, thank Andrew. Thank you very much for being on here and covering all the information uh, that you covered. Uh, there's so many things that go on. There was so many people there last year. It was just a lot of fun. Bring your money because you're going to want to buy some of these good stuff from the vendors. But definitely. Thank you so much. You must have needed this every day. I need it. 
It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. You know, it's been a little while since I've given some love strictly to my XJ brethren out there. And when I saw this week's selection, I just had to throw it in here. If you've got a beat-up old XJ, maybe a trail-only type of Cherokee, and maybe one or both of the rear cargo windows are cracked, broken, or... <laughs> Missing altogether? Ejected. Well, then this one's for you. <laughs> Who's rocking the plastic sheeting windows out there in their Cherokee? All right, I'm counting you. Well, now there's another option, and it's from the folks over at Affordable Off-Road. Affordable Off-Road is a fabrication company that makes affordable, high-end quality off-road body armor, bumpers, skid plates, and more for a variety of vehicles. If you're willing to sacrifice one or both of your rearmost cargo windows, well, you can swap them out for a storage compartment, actually. Large enough to fit, well, a, a ton of gear, really, and modular enough to be expanded on the inside to include things like a moly panel or gear hooks or, or both. They're hinged at the top with dual outside locks, uh, so you know, it's kind of, kind of a lid that opens up, if you will. This compartment is readily accessed from the outside of the Jeep, available for both passenger and driver sides of the Jeep. This unique storage system of the Jeep Cherokee XJ starts at just $299, but right now they have a sale going on for all XJ products site-wide. So you can get 10% off of all the XJ Cherokee goods they've got using the code XJ10 at checkout. Look at us, hooking you guys up. So when I first saw this picture in the show notes, which you guys will be able to see in uh, episode uh, 565 show notes at jeeptalkshow.com, I thought this was a medicine cabinet that was a bit askew. Because <laughs> it's, it's leaning. that way, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of, but that's kind of like what it is. It's a, it, it, Instead of it opening from the side, it opens from the top. And, and that whole area, that rectangular uh, trapezoidal <laughs> area that where the, the window, uh, go, rear window goes in and the side, uh, is now a storage area. And I, I scrolled down a little bit here in our show notes, and I can see it's pretty deep, too. It looks like it's uh, probably a good uh, five, four or five inches uh, deep. I would say easy, easily between four to six inches. Six might be pushing it. I think you're in the ballpark there, Tony, with four to five inches deep and, and obviously as big as what a Cherokee window is, maybe just slightly smaller so it goes inside that opening. Mm -hmm. uh, so you just you, you basically pop out your glass, you put this in, looks like it's riveted in place. Uh, you're probably going to have to drill some holes, it looks like. So that's what I was saying, man. This is, this is not going to be something for your daily driver, Cherokee. This is not going to be something for the Cherokee that, that, you know, is out in traffic every single day. This is a little rough around the edges. I'm going to, I'm going to admit it. Um, I, I'm going to say, you know, this, this isn't going to be a, a showstopper type of thing. Uh, but if you're looking for something to add to your Cherokee, to, if you're building like an overland rig, uh, you know, something like an expedition Cherokee, something like that. Uh, this might be the the thing that you've been looking for that uh, will you know kind of fill in that little missing spot. I don't think this would be anything that would be illegal to run on a Cherokee, but no, maybe just no. not I, look as good for some of those uh, right. rare well, Cherokees that are still very presentable. Uh, not but, only but, that, I, I would question its water tightness. Well, I that's interesting because I was just going to suggest that if you had. Did a little extra work, put a little uh, uh, insulation around this thing, maybe on the inside of the door, and then ran a, uh, a Peltier cooler or anything that you could cool the whole thing down. You got a great place to store your beers. And then you just walk up to the, the XJ, flip it open, go grab them, boys. And then they uh, they grab a just beer. Just a couple out of, there. of taps installed right there. You taps would work. The yeah. And that would, <laughs> yeah, that would protect the taps. system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be, that would be pretty cool. We're on to something here. We're on to something. <laughs> Fresh beer on the trail. Might be a little sudsy, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to bounce over those rocks. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, the keg got a little shaken, fellas. I'm sorry. Took the black diamond to get up here. Yeah, so uh, a little bit expensive, but I think, you know, worth it for what it gives you. Uh, if you're into something like this, let us know what you think about this. And, of course, if you'd like to get one yourself, uh, well, we'll have you all hooked up. This is our must-have pick of the week for your Jeep. You want this to, for yourself or somebody else, we're going to make it easy for you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the link in the show notes for episode 562. Oh, man, the root beer is going to be kind of sudsy. Bam that door. Good Lord. <laughs> it's a, that's the sound of a good XJ door. You know, that's kind of uh, one of the, the pet peeves I've always had is somebody slamming slamming the door a little bit too hard getting out. And it's like, no, you don't need to close it that hard. You're going to 
shatter the glass. But you know how hard you have to to, to push it for it to, to close, and then you find out somebody has the window cracked on the other side, or maybe the door open, and it's like, bam, because you don't have that uh, air pressure equalization. Mm, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know the other door was open, man. I'm sorry, honey. I'm not mad. We're going to talk about pet peeves here around the campfire. This is the part of the show where we uh, we pull up around the campfire, grab a chair, maybe crack an adult beverage, and uh, and talk about whatever is on our mind, one particular topic or another. Sometimes it gets to be a little bit more of a debate than other times. Uh, but this week, we're going to talk about pet peeves, specifically out on the trail, uh, whether it's somebody following too close, whether it's somebody going too fast, whatever it may be. We want to hear what your pet peeve out on the trail is. Everybody's going to be a little bit different. Everybody's going to have their own kind of pet peeves. I've got a, I've got a few of them. I'm sure you do too. Uh, but uh, if you want to join in on, on this segment, you can do that. Uh, maybe not for this episode, but for the next time we're around the campfire, we're going to let you know how you, if you're brand spanking new to the Jeep Talk Show, can actually get in on the recording of the show and be a part of the very next Jeep Talk Show with a campfire side chat. You know, Josh, we have people uh, jumping in and uh, being a part of the conversation all the time. They may not be here for the, the Zoom meeting, but they can send us a voicemail. Uh, just, just like when you were talking about uh, changing sensors. We had somebody call in tonight about, uh, what about this sensor, Josh? So, yeah, you can be part of the conversation. You, you will just be, uh, it'll be like you're on Mars and sending the message in. It'll just take some time for it to get here. Seven days late. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> So we've got a, a whole list of other Jeepers uh, around the campfire tonight, and we're going to to get to them. I'm going to go ahead and and start things off a little bit. You know, I kind of alluded to it a little bit ago. Um, uh, one of my biggest pet peeves is following too close. Look, at any point in time, I may have to slam on the brakes because I wasn't paying attention. I came up to a corner, and I got a three-pointed. Or, you know, oh, crap, this isn't the line I really should be taking. Let me get another, you know, and I might have to come to a stop to uh, to adjust uh, the position of the vehicle to line up to an obstacle the way that I wanted to or something like that. There may be a squirrel coming across the trail. I don't know. There could be any number of reasons I may stop short, and I don't want the front of your Jeep entering the back of my Jeep. Not without permission. So, not without permission. That's right. <laughs> so following too close is one of my big pet peeves out on the trail. I want to see you in my rearview mirror. I don't want you on my ass. Tony, what's yours? Well, let's see. I, I think that not, it's kind of the same thing, I believe, is like the, the person in front of you that just went over that obstacle. And you guys remember, remember this answer from, uh, from uh, our, uh, our roundtable discussion. Uh, we asked the same question in the uh, the roundtable uh, this uh, oh. all Wednesday, uh, but I don't like going over an obstacle. And you know, you need a little wheel spin, you need a little extra effort. And the the vehicle that just went through it, that just and they know what it was like parking stopping too close to you. So you gotta you have to do this magic act of getting over the obstacle and getting on that brake in time so you don't get into the ass of somebody else. You know, I actually had experience with this. It's why I have a dent in my passenger side rear door uh, for that same exact reason. I had to kind of get into this one area, and as I went up on the driver's side, the passenger side went over right into the spare tire of somebody else's vehicle uh, and put a little bit of a dent in my uh, in the in the rear uh, passenger side door of uh, of my Jeep. Now they were parked somewhere they probably shouldn't have. Uh, you know, I mean, it was, you can park anywhere you want out on the trail, you know, out, you know, they were sort of off the trail a little bit, but not enough. And so they were in the way I thought I could make it past them. I did, but not without getting a little too close. Yeah. At they, least it was their spare tire that I bumped and, and they did damage to my Jeep versus me doing damage to theirs, but I, I, whatever. That's all right. They'll never find the body. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was that same run uh, that I ended up uh, busting my transfer case open on. That was that was a no good, oh, very bad. Oh God, that's that's got to be yeah, a horrible so feeling. Body damage and a broken transfer case, the busted open transfer case. There, yeah, that was. I'm really was, surprised the uh, at least the factory uh, skid plate didn't uh, protect you. Yeah, I'm saying that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. That's, that's, time, a, that's, a, that's some inside baseball that I, we have to stay away from. So Josh was not was running. It? Was it you? Was it somebody <laughs> had said, "Are you going to put that that skid plate on before you go on this?" Probably, run? probably, because that's that's why I'm go. having years of fun with it. So <laughs> so Josh is out wheeling without his factory transfer case skid, 
and he broke the skid. I mean, he he broke his transfer case. So just like an old married couple, you got to throw it in their face every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of things that I'm not living down anytime soon. That that's certainly one of them. All right, let's go ahead and uh, and start going around the campfire and uh, calling on some of the folks that have joined us tonight. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from Mike Zen. Mike, uh, you got something new for your Jeep recently, didn't you? Voltage. Uh, yeah, I got a, uh, a Smitty built uh, rear uh, bumper. Yeah, I think I saw you post up a pic of that in on our Discord server. Uh, I didn't know who uh, that was. I didn't know that was Mike Zen what, that was posting that. Come on, it said Zen Talks on the oh. on, on the on the license plate. I was like, oh, that's got to be Mike, man. That's got to be Mike Zen. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and sure enough, sure enough, it was Mike. That bumper looks amazing, man. Congratulations on that. Yeah, thanks. It was long overdue. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, nobody runs into it uh, like uh, you know they have done on on my rear bumper by getting a little too close. Uh, I, I know we kind of covered this on a roundtable discussion, but uh, let's talk about what your pet peeves are out on the trail. He wasn't there, so this is good for him. Yeah, uh, I think well, one of my pet peeves is that um, I have experienced uh, myself is when you have these side-by-side uh, behind you blaring their music and drinking <laughs> while they're on the road, uh, showing no type of respect, you know, no etiquette. Uh, I think that's going to be my pet peeve. Yeah, I, I, I don't like, I mean, Look, I, I enjoy an adult beverage as much as the next person, but I don't drink and drive. I don't drink and wheel either. Pretty much the same thing if you ask me. So, you know, I'm not trying to get a DUI out on the trail. It can happen. I've wow. seen it. So, uh, you know, there. Mm -hmm. depending on where, if you're on private property, you know, if that's where you wheel, probably not that much of a big deal. Uh, but out here, we're wheeling on public lands and there's uh, sheriffs and rangers and stuff like that. And uh, they see you with an open container. You're getting towed, and you're going to jail. No fun. So uh, let's keep going around the campfire. Chris, 7slats.com. Chris, what's your pet peeve out on the trail? Or anywhere, for general. Uh, on the trail, uh, people trying obstacles in two-wheel drive or playing with the lockers <laughs> or playing a game. It's happened to me more than one occasion. You're on a trail. Maybe you don't need four-wheel drive throughout the whole trail. It's got it's pretty mild, but you got a hill, maybe a root, a rut. Uh, here and there, and somebody just hanging up on it and banging up on it and taking another run on it and then coming over the radio. Well, maybe I'll put it in four-wheel drive this time. And it's really, we've been at this for three or four minutes here, and we're holding everybody up so you can play play a game, see what you can do in, in two-wheel drive. And it just, that drives me nuts. I've seen it more than once. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm all for, you know, pushing your limits and finding out what your vehicle's capabilities are. But you're right, Chris, there's a time and place for everything. And, and sometimes if you're in a group of, uh, of Jeepers, you got, you know, five, six, seven, ten other Jeeps behind you. You don't want to be taking up too much time trying that experimentation. Uh, let's talk with John Lee. John, uh, what would you say is uh, one of your biggest pet peeves? Uh, well, it's going to be trail and everything it's obliviousness it drives me crazy just oh, not, you and not paying both, attention brother. to what's going on around you whether it's the shopping cart in the middle of the aisle whether it's you know <laughs> parking to get out to take a picture <laughs> on a, a rock blocking the whole trail whether it's you know whatever it is you can put it together just not being aware of your surroundings and other people out there dude i'm in the grocery store three or four times a week i i i it's one of the things i actually kind of enjoy and i enjoy grocery shopping i enjoy people watching i enjoy interacting with people and all that sort of stuff and <laughs> it's, it's, when somebody just has their cart pitched sideways in the in the thing and they're just i'm reading the label of this soup for the seventh time and it's just like i i seriously i'm going to bump into your cart it's going to make an impact you're going to be startled I might even scare you. If you cry, it's a bonus at that point. I just, yeah, that, that is definitely one of my biggest pet peeves is in the grocery store. Look, I'm trying to get in and out. I'm not trying to spend all day or all night here. You need, you need to get out of my way. Proper trail etiquette in the grocery store. That's what it's, we need to write. They're all trails is what we're saying here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good times. Uh, Bill, ATX, what's your big pet peeve, man? Um, I'm going to echo John, you know, when you have a, a group of people out there and, you know, they're blocking up the trails, maybe they're getting out to watch, you know, people in their group go over an obstacle and, and basically there's plenty of room to kind of park and get out of the way, but instead they just stop right there in the middle of the trail, you know, vehicles stack side by side and, and you just can't get around. Right. And then they kind of give you a, 
you know, a stupid look when you're like, Hey, can somebody move this vehicle so I can, I can, you know, keep moving. Get out of the way of uh, Tony coming over the obstacle behind me. <laughs> yeah. No, Bill, I've kind of been on both sides of this. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, kind of play devil's advocate here a little bit. Let's say, uh, you know, you're, you're in a group of, you know, three or four Jeeps. There's another people, a group of people of three or four Jeeps that maybe left, uh, 20, 30 minutes ahead of you, uh, from the staging area. Uh, they get up to a certain obstacle and they're trying to make their way through and they're on like driver two, you know, maybe the first or second one is, is making his way through. Uh, you still got a couple of Jeeps in the way They're you know, they're waiting in line more or less. And, and so they got there first. Should you not wait for them to finish their run before you begin yours? Well, no, I'm talking like in a situation where maybe there's an optional obstacle, right? And they're blocking up the bypass, right? So ah. you, right. So you just want to keep moving along because you don't want to be behind yeah. this group, but you can't because they've decided they've gotten over the obstacle and now they're all blocking, blocking, say, the bypass for the trail. There's a, a famous section of trail up in the Tillamook State Forest, one of the more popular wheeling destinations out here in the Oregon, in the Oregon area, and uh, uh, it's called Firebreak 5. It's a multi-section trail uh, that progressively gets more difficult as you go through it. And uh, on bef in each section before the, the main obstacle of the trail or that section of the trail, there is a turnout for the bypass to get back to the logging road, to bypass the trail, get up to the next section, and you can get back on it. Uh, and invariably I've seen Jeeps parked up on and blocking that exit. So you can't get off the trail. So I'm, I'm with you there a hundred percent. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to make sure, you know, you weren't thinking like, well, I got here and you guys are in my way and you should no. know who I am and get the, why well, you better watch where I'm going. And, you know, that's no, like North thing. pole, uh, North pole is a good example, right? Where you got a road and there's lots of bypasses and, you know, but that's, that's a perfect one where you'll have people that are watching their buddy kind of come up these you know these shelves or whatever but mm. instead of parking off to the side where people can still get around they just park right there in the middle of you know of the of the, the bypass road where nobody can get by yeah I've, I've seen this more in larger groups with less inexperienced jeepers uh people who just aren't familiar with uh with trail etiquette who don't have the seat time to really know better uh stuff like that that's when i see that the most uh, happening now of course you know it takes all kinds right and there's a bad apple in every bunch so you know, it could be anybody throwing this kind of uh, throwing this kind of shade out on the trail. So uh, let's uh, hear from Larry, Jeep and Mo. Larry, what's a big pet peeve of yours? So for me, it would be I love that you've got fourteen light bars and node lights and everything, but unless you're the trail leader, turn a few of them off. Because <laughs> <laughs> you always got yep. that one guy's behind you with all everything on, and you're lit up pretty good. You can't see, but he ain't seen no far either. Yeah, you know, you're 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 getting those flashes in your mirrors and all of a sudden you're seeing nothing but spots and stars and everything. And it's like, bro, cut the lumens down a little bit. I can't even see my own trail line up here. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm with you there. You know, I've I've been that guy where it's like, man, I just got the light bar up here. I'm gonna have my lights on, I'm gonna have my brights on, I'm gonna have my my my, my light bar on and you know, all that stuff and, and all I'm getting is glare off the you know, the rear window of the guy in front of me and it's like, Yeah, maybe I don't need these on after all. All right, moving over to Steve-O. Steve, what's your big pet peeve? Uh, my big pet peeve is the trail rule. If you lose sight of the Jeep behind you, you stop and wait for them. Yes, sir. Especially, especially if you're by an obstacle and they need, they're going to need your help strapping and pulling them over it, you're there. Uh, nothing drives me crazier than I'm in a group of Jeeps and so when I'm waiting for the guy behind me, but the Jeeps in front of me are long gone. Next thing I know, I'm leading the back half of the group because they, they didn't follow that rule. Yeah, I've I've been there too, man. That that's one of those things where, and it sucks, especially when you're trying to stay, you know, keep, stay in a group. You know, you're trying to get to a destination. You may not even know the right way, and all of a sudden, well, I guess we're going over here now. You guys follow me, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're you're leading a new group. Yeah, that that, that sucks, man. Uh, that's that one of those things yeah. where uh, you know you got to have drivers' meetings. Uh, I think we had we had this uh, at the, uh, the the Jeep Talk Show uh, event in September of last year. Uh, and we kind of had a little bit of a driver meeting to go over this kind of stuff and just some basic trail etiquette. If you're out in a group, even if it's your, you know, guys who you wheel with every weekend, you know, make sure you're all on the same page with some stuff. It takes 30 seconds to just be like, okay, what channel are we on? Right. And make sure you keep me in the mirror. All right, cool. Let's go. You know, that sort of stuff. And, and, I'm, and I'm glad you mentioned the, what channel you're on because that will help that situation too. When you jump on there and say, hey, group, hang up. Uh, I, I've lost uh, sight of somebody. 
and uh, I don't want to lose you. So, you know, wait, I'm waiting for somebody, and you just t- tell everybody on the trail, and maybe the, the, the leader can say, hey, everybody stop. Let's make sure we keep the group together. Yeah, I'm just one of the prime examples of the importance of having inter-vehicle communication or inter-group communication at the very least. Uh, how about Bob, two cheap Jeep guys? Bob, how about a uh, pet peeve from you? My, uh, my pet peeve is actually the same as, uh, I think it was Steve-O's, uh, uh, sticking around to watch the guy behind you. We do a lot of caravanning when we're on our way uh, like out to Moab and down to Arizona and stuff. And mm-hmm. it drives me nuts when we'll get together with the group. We'll talk about it. All right, this is our route. This is where we're going to stop. Everyone keeps somebody in in sight in front of and behind you. And the next thing you know, there are two people passing the entire caravan. And there's four of you there and the other two are gone, stopped at the gas station and waiting for you to get there or maybe getting back on the interstate or the road as you're getting off and pulling into the gas station. And that's one of my big pet peeves. Yeah, man, I like, you know, I'm with you, man. Showing up all at the same time, leaving all at the same time, it, it has an effect on, on people around you. And that's kind of what you're going for, too. I mean, yeah, the camaraderie and keeping everybody together just in case of an emergency and all that sort of stuff has its points as well. But, man, I mean, there's, there's something to be said about the, the look on people's face and the amount of head turning you get when... 12 jeeps roll into a gas station all at once <laughs> you know what i'm saying and and so but when you got that, that staggered uh, uh you know uh, uh arriving and leaving and and you got two guys showing up and four guys leaving another two guys showing up and those two guys are leaving you know it doesn't get the same effect and and of course it's not a quite as fun for for the group or everybody else but everybody has their reasons you know maybe uh, uh somebody was doing a little jeeper dance and uh dude we gotta we gotta get there and we gotta get there now so it's drop down a gear, pass everybody, and because uh, my eyeballs are floating. You know, who knows? Uh, they may have their reasons. There may be excuses. Uh, but another reason for inter-Jeep or uh, inter-vehicle communications, inter-group communications. Uh, Greg, uh, give us a pet peeve from you. Oh, so uh, I think everybody can relate to this one. is when someone else driving your vehicle that may be a little shorter than you, and then you get back into the vehicle <laughs> yourself, and you have to bang your knees on the dashboard or the steering wheel to try to get into the dang thing it's just uh just a common courtesy of if it's not your vehicle at least move the seat back as far as you can before you get out of it so that way it doesn't you know you don't bang the next guy's knees that gets into the seat the driver's seat it just really pisses me off my wife does it all the time and uh of course i've lost that battle after the 20 last 22 years but it you know oh, sure it uh just one of those things that uh just really irritates me well, at least leave a bag of Keebler cookies uh, so that if you got to put the stuff back, you get, you know, the midget left you something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if you got one of those one of those uh, seats that, you know, you have to be in it to move it back just because the rails are kind of gummed up a little bit or something like that. And there's no other way to get the leverage and, and the strength that you need to push that seat back without being in it. And you have to fit your big bulky ass in between that steering wheel and that seat and there's no way i can even get my head in here and let alone my hand between the lever, you know legs to get that lever and oh geez yeah no i've been there man i'm six foot three uh you know my my heaviest i was uh, 230 pounds uh and, and so you know i'm a big guy and uh yeah somebody gets a uh, driving a vehicle that's uh, or i get into a vehicle it's, it's theirs or something you know and i gotta adjust the seat because i can barely get into the dang thing yeah man but it's worse when it's your own vehicle yeah, I mean, getting into somebody else's vehicle, you know, and it's, it, that, that's okay. But if it's your own and someone else drives it, and you go back to get into it, and and it doesn't, and it's not right, that just that's just that just really makes me mad. All right, Tom, you're up. Uh, give us a pet peeve. Pretty much the same as everybody else. I've experienced all of them multiple times on the trail, but around here, the biggest one we have, or the biggest one I, I that I, irritates me is. Uh, when you're on the trail, if a group stops, you're not in your group, but they stop for lunch or they stop for um, whatever reason, stop to, to, they pass you real quick and then they stop and drink a beer or whatever. They block the trail. They don't get off on the side and they don't leave room to go by. So you're sitting there trying to, trying to monkey around getting around them because you don't want to sit there while they take their 30 minute break or coming up and down hills and not having the proper etiquette who has right away going up or down a hill on a shelf road. Red, red Jeeps have the runaway. Oh. 
No, no, I was uh, the bigger team. Yeah, it's always the red one. I was uh, I was out uh, with, with some friends uh, doing a UTV run, airing some side by sides and stuff. There was three of us. It was uh, the only wheeling that I've got a chance to do in months, and so I, I absolutely ate it up. So we're out there with these machines, and and these are you know uh, you know one thousand cc you know two seater uh, four seater uh, side by sides, very well equipped, very fast, very capable machines. Each and every one of them was highly modified, definitely not stock. We're out on these trails and we're tearing it up. And we come up to this group where it's a brand spanking new Jeep JK or JKU rather, um, not brand spanking new, uh, newer JKU still had dealer plates on it doing like a mile and a half an hour down the trail and behind him, a stock forerunner. And it's like, come on guys. And so we're behind him for, for probably 15 minutes, just creeping through these trails. And, and finally, I had to get out and run up ahead. And it's just like, <laughs> look, we've got to get you guys pulled off. There was no less than a half a dozen different points where you could have and should have pulled off because you have an entire group of machines behind you who are much faster, much more capable, and, and you need to go ahead and yield the right of way to, to you know, what's coming up behind you. Uh, whether it's quads, whether it's bikes, whether it's UTVs, whether it's another group of Jeeps, if you are stuck, if you are going slow, if they're honking at you, if they're giving you hand signals and everything else, and you're still just oblivious, you got Captain Oblivious and his girlfriend, you know, in this forerunner, and you nah, I just don't know what the hell I'm doing out here. And it, it, it was bothersome to say the least but it was an educational experience i got to tell them a little bit about tread lightly about trail etiquette and about what to do and what not to do and stuff like that they took it all in stride we got them pulled off the trail in no time at all and and managed to get our group passed and back into having some fun but yeah man that's <laughs> this is one of those where it happens almost every single time all right, Garrett is going to round out our list around the campfire tonight. Garrett, give us a good one. What's your pet peeve? Well, most people said a lot of stuff, but uh, I, I mean, my, my pet peeve would hurt Jeep sales, but uh, I'll say it anyways. But people who buy Jeeps and don't use them at all, they just use them for a daily driver or they make a big excuses like, oh, I go to Colorado once or twice a year. I could use it then. I'm like... Why'd you buy a Jeep? You could have just bought a four-wheel drive SUV or something, you know. But it it would change Jeep sales market if people went by my ideals. So, yeah, th those are, that's one of those things where I mean, dude, I'm I'm, I'm kind of with you. You know, Jeeps were made them to go off road. I mean that that's where they were born for F's sake. Uh, so you know, yeah, I I mean I kind of get it. Jeeps are fun to drive. Uh, they're 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 a blast out on the road uh very capable in a parking lot whipping things in and out of uh, out of parking spaces i get it but uh yeah you're right you know it, it that's i think that's why they made two-wheel drive jeeps back in the day uh it was for those kind of people and i think they should bring that back to be honest and i think that all those jeeps need to have their own special color or special markings it needs to have a big t a big two wd on the on the tailgate or on the on the doors or something like that to let everybody know around them hey i'm bought this jeep because i have no intention of using a jeep for what it's intended just make them all black that's the only why, way you can get a black is if it's there uh, you <laughs> why would you why would you spend the markup on a jeep and not use it for what you, what it's supposed to be used for People are they're, they're nervous about doing stuff with a, a multi-thousand-dollar vehicle. They think they're going to damage it. It's something they've never done before. And it's, I think it's really upon us to help encourage these folks to take it off-road. Well, it we would, have, too. Yeah. It would help us in the, in the future when we go to buy a used Jeep, then they would have ate the retail cost of the Jeep at the time. Now, yeah, there is a, an upside to all of this, Garrett, and that is getting that, that unicorn Jeep and, and getting oh, this Jeep true. that has never been abused, never been touched, never been modified on, never wheeled. I mean, they probably garaged kept the entire time, you know, always washed. They, they, they you know, whispered sweet nothings into the tailpipe every night. You know, that, that's, that's, that sort of thing. There's are, there are those Jeeps out there. They're few and far between. I think uh, the, the era of, uh, of a lot of those has come and gone. And, and I think the people who are, I think there's a lot more people buying Jeeps now to take them off-road and to use them in the, in the way that they were intended than there were in yesteryears. 
Well, with that, I'm going to thank all of our listeners around the campfire tonight. Big shout out to Chris and John and Bill as well. Uh, big Jeep wave out there to Isaac and Larry, Steve. Uh, what's up to Bob, Greg, Tom, Garrett, and Mike? Thank you guys all for coming around the campfire tonight. I know it's kind of a little bit of a uh, repeat topic a little bit, but I know there's people that didn't get a chance to chime in on this the last time and, uh, and got a chance to, uh, to say something a little bit different this time around the table, around the campfire rather. And, of course, uh, we would encourage you to join us around the campfire the very next time we uh, are doing this. And you can do that by getting in on the action with our newsletter. Uh, you can get up, sign up for our newsletter. It gets you the, the link to join in on that Zoom room, some inside information about what's going in on the show. You know, all that kind of stuff. Really cool stuff. And, uh, well, it's the best way to join in on the fun for the Jeep Talk Show. Well, that's one more Jeep Talk Show that comes to a wrap, Jeeper. But don't fret, we've got another show coming up in just a couple of days. So as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep Podcast. Warning, the Jeep Talk Show is not meant to be taken seriously. We are for entertainment purposes only. And even then, sometimes, not that. (laughs) Podcasting since 2010.